Well, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, so I thought it might be a good idea to talk about my own journey and struggle with mental illness and how that has affected my freelance web design career. We're, we're going to dive in. We're going to get up close and personal because it's important, and I think you might be encouraged from it. Are you ready? Let's go. What's up, self-maders? Welcome to another episode of the Self-Made Web Designer Podcast. I hope you're okay with me calling you a self-mater. It, it kind of sounds like a character from a Pixar movie, but you know what? I like it, and I like you. And this week, we're going we're gonna to get a little bit emotional, and I'm going to talk about some kind of real stuff that I have been through and how that actually didn't hurt me as a web designer. It actually helped me. It helped to create who I am and it helped to form the freelance web design career that I have today. And you know, a lot of folks, when they're just getting started as freelance web designers, they they assume, you know what, I've got to learn all this stuff. I've got to learn some design concepts like things like color theory or visual hierarchy, or I need to learn some development stuff like HTML languages and JavaScript and PHP, or what about, don't forget content management systems. You need Squarespace, you need WordPress, you need all those other good things. But something that a lot of folks don't think about is the importance of something called mental fortitude. That's right. You heard me say it. It's a fun word to say. Just say it back with me. Mental fortitude. And that's something that you're going to need if you're going to make it through things like being disappointed from clients rejecting you or having deadline stress because you said yes to something that you probably shouldn't have said yes to. Or what about unreasonable clients who are on like their 15th round of revisions? If you're going to make it through all of those things, you're going to need some mental fortitude. You're going to need some mental strength and nothing will affect you more in your mental fortitude or your mental strength like your mental health. Dealing with mental illnesses or things that you have come to struggle with mentally as a person. And so that's what we're going to talk about. And I'm going to share some of my own struggles, some of my own mental illness. I, I actually struggle with OCD. And so I'm going to talk about that, but I'm going to show you how having OCD has actually helped me to be the web designer that I am. Because I want you to know that no matter what struggle you are facing, no matter if it's mental, whether it's situational, whatever it is, you can actually use that to your advantage to be successful in life and in business. So we're going to talk about it. I hope you're pumped. All right. Are you ready to talk about a web designer's journey with mental illness. Okay, let's go. About 10 years ago, I was diagnosed with OCD. And if you're not familiar with OCD, OCD stands for obsessive compulsive disorder. And you would think that a diagnosis like that would be discouraging, but it actually wasn't. It was actually a relief to hear that some of the stuff that I struggled with had a name. And it wasn't just because I was going crazy and that there were treatments that I could figure out how to utilize to overcome this mental 
illness. So let me talk a little bit about OCD so you can kind of understand what it is and what it isn't. Because a lot of us say things like, oh, I'm so OCD when we're talking about how I fold my laundry or how I organize things in my pantry. And some of that has to do with having OCD. So I I don't want to degrade that or down talk that if you've got OCD and that's something that you do struggle with. But there's much more to the story than just locking and unlocking doors 20 times before you feel like it's okay to leave or staying in a shower and having to do a routine for like five hours on end. There's more to it than that. So here's what it is. At the root of OCD is something called intrusive thoughts. And all of us have them, right? Have you ever had a thought that kind of came out of left field, like totally uncharacteristic of who you are as a person? It was kind of a disturbing thought and you just kind of dismissed it and went about your day as if nothing happened. Well, that's a normal person's brain. But somebody with OCD, they have those thoughts and those thoughts kind of get stuck on repeat all day long. It's not a fun place to live. In fact, it can be downright torturous. And I often explain it like this. Imagine you have an unwanted visitor that comes to your home and pounds on the door a few times and you ignore that visitor and they go away after a few minutes. That's a healthy person's brain. Now, imagine the unwanted visitor doesn't just knock and then leave after a few seconds. They pound all day, every day, nonstop. And they've got a bullhorn and they've got a really loud sound system in their car and they're blasting music and like a jackhammer for some reason. That is someone's brain who has OCD. You never let that person in. You don't like hang out with them, but you do everything you can to ignore them. Even like weird, illogical things like taking a shower for five hours or jumping over certain cracks on a sidewalk. Those quirks Those compulsions aren't just for fun. You're actually doing it out of obligation because you feel like doing those things might actually help get the thoughts out or reduce them. They make you feel a little bit of relief for a point in time. Sometimes you don't even have those quirks. There's two parts to OCD. There's the obsessive part, and then there's the compulsive part. The obsessive part is like the obtrusive thoughts. You're obsessing over something without even really making a decision about what you're obsessing over. The compulsive part is needing to do something to try and control those thoughts. So someone who's diagnosed with OCD will have a different mixture of those two components. I have very little, if any, of the compulsive part. You would know that if you saw how messy my desk was. Like right behind me, this is like the only area in my office that looks clean. Everything else, my desk is a mess. My car is a mess. So I'm not somebody who has to keep things nice and orderly. So I didn't necessarily think that I had OCD until I met somebody who had similar symptoms to me. And they explained how they were meeting with a psychiatrist and they'd gotten on some medication and it had changed their life. And so as a result, I started seeing a psychiatrist. I started going to counseling. I started taking medication and it was life-changing. The thoughts that kept pounding on the door all day, they still kind of happen, but they are much easier to manage. So how does this all relate 
to web design. I don't know anyone who hasn't gone through a decent amount of struggle. It's a part of my story, and I can kind of almost bet, I can guarantee that struggle is a part of your story as well. And if it isn't, just wait because it's probably coming. I'm not telling you that to discourage you, but I just want to warn you as somebody who has been through it. But you have an option with your struggle. You can either allow your struggle to keep you from moving forward, or you can let your struggle be a springboard that launches you into the next season of your life. I wouldn't be who I am today as a web designer if it hadn't have been for the struggles that I have faced. I've talked about how I even started learning web design when my wife of 10 years actually left me and left a big need of having to figure out how to make more money for myself and my kids, but I had to do it as a side hustle. I couldn't do it as a full-time job because I had another demanding full-time job. So I learned web design because of the struggle. Web design, this podcast, the blog, the starter kit course, it was all born from struggle. But here's the thing, that struggle has actually given me an advantage that other people might not have or realize. And I believe that this same thing is true for you and for the struggles that you face. You can't look at your struggles as the things holding you back from what you're trying to accomplish. You have to look at them as what gives you an edge over everyone else. Why? Because no one has struggled with the same things that you have. No one has the perspective that you have. There is no one in the world that can serve web design clients the way that you can because of the struggles that you have faced. Now, I am preaching here, and I hope that you are saying some amens wherever you are listening to this. Don't believe the lie that you are disqualified from being a successful freelance web designer because of whatever, because you lack some certain characteristic or some quality, because of struggles that you have faced, whether it's family issues, your own personal issues, financial issues, learning issues, whatever it is, because of that struggle, it makes you who you are and it can be a huge factor in you actually becoming successful. I am glad that you're on this journey and I'm glad that my journey has been less than perfect because my biggest hope with this podcast is show you that you can do it too. Here are a few things I'd like to say to encourage you with your own personal struggle as it relates to being a successful web designer. Number one, your struggle is your secret sauce. I just got to circle that right there because that looks really cool. Your struggle is your secret sauce. Your struggles are not something that keep you from being a successful web designer. They're actually something that propel you toward success as a web designer. It all depends on how you look at it. For instance, I could look at my struggle with OCD as one huge distraction. And honestly, there are times that I can barely concentrate on anything other than trying not to think about the intrusive thoughts that are plaguing me at the moment. But on the other hand, 
by having to learn how to focus my thoughts in a way that most other people haven't, I know how to stay focused when I absolutely have to. When my mind gets stuck on web design, when it gets stuck on something that I am pushing for or going after, I am a force to be reckoned with. And part of that is personality, but a lot of part of that is because of what I have faced with having OCD. I can go and go without taking a break, right? Like back in the early days of my OCD, I could stay up all night trying to finish a project and not even feel it because of the way my brain is wired. And really, when my brain gets stuck on anything, I'm able to stay focused on that thing for as long as I want. It's, it's weird. It's almost like a superpower. And it's taken a lot of effort to learn how to work with it. But the effort that I've spent learning how to control my thoughts has become something that has helped me as a web designer. It has given me a secret sauce. And the same can be true for anyone with a struggle, no matter what the struggle looks like. So don't look at your struggle as a handicap. See it as a gift that gives you an ability to see things and do things in a way that is completely unique to you. Number two, your struggle makes you more empathetic. A really good UX web designer is someone who knows how to be very empathetic. Empathy is the ability to see things from someone else's perspective. And as a UX web designer, that is all that I try to do. I'm constantly trying to see a website or um, an app, a mobile app, a web app, or whatever it is from the perspective of the user. I'm trying to have empathy. Nothing gives you the ability to have empathy more than going through something incredibly difficult. I remember when I was at the height of my OCD struggles. It was my sophomore year in college. I remember being on campus and thinking how on the outside, I looked like a fairly normal guy, a very fairly normal student. But on the inside, I was fighting a battle that I could barely take. And that thought, knowing that, made me question how many other people around me were going through something similar. How many people on the outside looked perfect, but they actually had a deep, dark struggle that they were working through. So that day I vowed to try to understand as best as I could where people were coming from. And I wouldn't have been motivated to do that for other people as much as I did if it weren't for how much I wished someone had done that for me. It was in the struggle that I reached a level of empathy that I wouldn't have had had I not been through it. Now I'm able to take that empathy that I've developed from my struggle when I design a website or build an app or whatever and use it to my advantage. And your struggle can give you the ability to have empathy to see people the same way. Your struggle is your secret sauce. Your struggle makes you more empathetic. And finally, your struggle is your task. I'd like to say I don't struggle with OCD anymore, but that wouldn't really be the full story. Mental illness is not necessarily something that ever really goes away. Not that I'm holding out hope that it won't someday. I'm, I'm believing, I'm working towards it. I am doing everything that I possibly can 
to do that. But it's something I have to consistently work on both with medication, professional counseling, and practice. And one of the best things that I've found outside of medication is something called cognitive behavioral therapy. And the concept is pretty simple. You've got your cognitive, that's your brain. You've got your behavioral, that's the stuff that you do. And so you're trying to connect those two things. So you work to become aware of your thoughts, acknowledge the incorrect ones, and then work to replace those incorrect thoughts with the truth. So for someone with OCD who's afraid that they're incapable of washing germs off of their hands, they'd become aware of those thoughts. They try to figure out what the origin of those thoughts are. They'd acknowledge that those thoughts aren't completely accurate. Maybe there's some truth to them, but they're not 100% accurate. Then they'd replace those thoughts with truth, like how our bodies have developed over time to fight germs. And if I'm not careful, I can let my thoughts get away from me, just like most of us can, but probably more so folks that have a mental illness. So there are a few things that I've found that can really help me when OCD kind of keeps me from being the best web designer I can be. And, and hopefully these things will help you too. Whether you have a mental illness or not, I think that these things can be beneficial. So the first one is taking a break. Sometimes just taking a few moments and just thinking about something completely unrelated to web design is all I need to do. Sometimes it's going for a walk. Being out in nature is actually really good for you. Or taking deep breaths, counting in for three seconds, and then holding it, and then counting out for four seconds. Those types of things can help my brain relax and let me know that everything is okay. Because when those thoughts come... When anxiety comes, when different things that you're dealing with comes, your brain kind of goes into a fight or flight mode. And when that happens, your body kind of tenses up. You can feel it in your shoulders. And it's tough to think critically. It's tough to think strategically about what you're doing as a web designer when that happens. So taking a break and breathing. There's some great apps out there that can kind of help you do some mindful breaths that will kind of help you calm down and take a second and be able to keep going after that. Another thing that really helps me is having a good community. And that's what I'm hoping the self-mater, the self-made web design community will be for you and for a lot of other folks. And there are times when I need someone just to help me break a cycle of thinking that I am stuck in. And my wife is my superhero when it comes to this. She's able to refocus and remind me of what I know to be true when it seems impossible to think through the cloud of my mental illness. So having that community is important. And if you need that, I would also like to offer myself. I have a form on my website that you are more than welcome to sign up to chat. And I have people call me about web design. I have people call me about decisions in life. And that is great. I love it. I love interacting with folks that listen to the podcast, if just to say, hey, but if you need somebody to process to help, 
I'm happy to be there with you as much as I can, but also find an in-person community because that is super important as well. There are tons of meetup groups to find, find a good church, reach out to some family and let them know that you are struggling or that you need help because a community is super important. Another thing that has helped me is having some semblance of a routine. Sometimes when I can't seem to control my own thoughts, just having a routine that I default to can kind of keep me going. And I don't have to think about what's next in my schedule. I just know I can look at it and see, here it comes, and I just got to keep going. Having things like exercise and fun moments in my routine help me too. All things that are good for pretty much everybody are good for you to have in your routine to keep mental fortitude, to keep your mental health on a good level. But with mental illness, it's important that you stick to some semblance of a routine. And this is tough for me. I'm I'm like a right brain person. I like going off tangents. I like going off a whim. What do I feel like right now? That's what I'm going to do. But I've had to learn how to have a routine to help me think clearly. And if you struggle with something similar to what I've struggled with, or if yours is completely different, I want to encourage you to find things that help you to cope because your struggle is your task. And what helps you to cope will likely be different for you. It might be completely different for you than it is for me, but that's okay. These can be a good starting point for you to learn how to struggle and cope with it yourself. Like it or not, unless a miracle happens, you're going to have to learn how to manage your struggle like a task. And while that sucks, it's also just a part of life. And at the end of the day, it's what makes you you. It's what gives you secret sauce to overcome the own things in your life so you can help clients overcome different things that they are trying to overcome with their businesses. Maybe this was all TMI, like too much information, but maybe someone out there is struggling and you're trying to improve your life by learning web design, by becoming a freelancer, by starting a new career, whatever it is that you're doing, but you find yourself continually hitting bumps in the road again and again, and it feels like you're not ever really making substantial progress. And here's my encouragement for you. Keep going. Because one day you're going to look back and see that your struggles weren't your pitfall. They were your platform. But it takes persistence and not giving up. Listen, I say this every week. I feel like I got to say it early this time. If you don't quit, you win. There's a reason why I say that. That's because I have to say that to myself on a consistent basis. So when you get discouraged, just remind yourself, if you don't quit, you win. Hey, if you need some serious help, I'm going to link to some resources in the show notes or on this episode's webpage for you to know how to reach out to somebody if you've got a mental health crisis going on. And I know that there's folks out there that love you that are waiting for you to reach out to them. And I'm going to link to them in this show. Well, I hope this episode didn't come out of nowhere and didn't surprise you. And I hope you were encouraged by it because you know what? We're more than just web designers. We are people. And that makes up what we do 
on a daily basis with our craft, with freelancing, with our careers, and with web design. Hey, next week, it's going to be another great episode. I've got some really great guests that are coming up, so you don't have to keep listening to me blab and blab the way that I do. So I know you're going to enjoy them. I'm not sure if they're going to be on next week, but they're coming sometime soon. So stay with me next Wednesday night at midnight. An episode's going to drop, and I'm going to say it again if you don't quit. You win.